3: Welcome to Mobile Presence, as always bringing you the experts to help you optimize and maximize your mobile strategy. I'm Shahab Zaghari, award-winning filmmaker and executive director of marketing at Higher Ground Creative Agency.
0: And I'm Peggy Ann Salts for Mobile Groove, providing custom research and content marketing to the global mobile industry and offering mentoring and consulting to mobile startups. So Peggy, this time
3: around, I've brought a guest on, and this guy's been on my radar for some time now and and just about everybody else's radar as well, through his amazing use of social media.
0: Yeah, I mean, I was, uh, you know, it was a little bit of a surprise. You're like, "Hey, I've got a guest," and so I was thinking, "Okay, I'll do a little research here." And I have to say, wow, Shahab, you know, you really have found one because I'm reading his bio. Blown yes. away here because 60,000 followers on Twitter, four million views on YouTube, and nearing 45,000 loops on Vine. I mean, those are amazing KPIs, as it were.
3: Yeah, no, definitely. I mean we're we're definitely lucky to have him on the show because he, you know, he he does travel a lot and so it's kind of hard to pin him down. But what I'm excited about is he's going to share some of the tips and tricks uh, that have allowed him to become the social media superstar. So with that, we welcome Chris Rashnat Founder of 24K Media. Welcome, Chris. Thanks so much, Peggy and Shahab, for having me on your show. Yeah, definitely. Now, we first met, I believe, at a tweet up in 2009 or maybe 2010. You know, from that time until now, how has the role of social media changed
4: for brands? Social media for brands has definitely changed over the years. And now it's more of a customer service tool, especially Mm -hmm. Twitter, for users.
0: I mean it's also probably gotten a lot more I wouldn't say challenging but from from the work I do with the clients I'm consulting with I mean it's like they they don't they understand they have to get it but they're having a lot of trouble getting it because because it can't be broadcast anymore is that also a shift you might have seen Chris
4: Yes we're seeing that people are shying away from channels and brands that constantly just broadcast their message. They want to see engagement. And that's something that I saw early on and that's how I started with my channels, engaging with brands and people that I wanted to work with. So instead of just it's all about me, I made it mostly about them and they took notice.
3: Mm. And and with that, you know, the technology has been evolving and, and almost sort of catching up with how social media works and how you know, people on there behave. Do you think that this new technology has made the social media experience easier or harder for brands, especially when you're thinking of having to interact with you know, the followers?
4: Well, there are certain social media sites like Periscope and Vine that you can immediately interact with with your fans. I think that Instagram was a great way to showcase what the brands were doing at events, but then products like Meerkat and Periscope came along and you were able to see and immediately message back and heart back the brand or the person that was like a brand at events. And So do
3: you like Periscope more than Vine, would you say?
4: uh, I like Periscope for certain events but Vine is great to get those six-second clips. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you're not able to record YouTube videos uh, due to copyright situations, Mm -hmm. so six-second Vine clips are pretty much okay. Uh, You get into some hot water if you do longer than six seconds, let's say on Instagram, because that is also a video platform.
3: So what's the, I mean, is it like under 12 seconds and
4: you're okay using music and that kind of thing? Yeah, you definitely want to be under 12 seconds Uh, Around six is best. If you're at a concert, for instance, Periscope would not be great for that, only because, again, with the copyright situation, you want to be good on your end and also respect the artist that's on stage.
0: You're talking about concert situations. I'm wondering... At 24K and what you do, Chris, is it more about B to C, in other words, you know, businesses and brands engaging with us, we the people, or do you see that a lot of these tools have a B to B function? Maybe that some haven't even discovered. Because I know that uh, when you do your Vine videos, Shahab, and they are amazing, but uh, you know, we have some guests on here, and they have some very complex things going on, and you just can't mm-hmm. put it into a six-minute right. video. Six-second, so yeah. six-second, rather. Six second. you know that's a challenge
4: yeah definitely you you have to look at the situation and say am i selling to a customer am i selling to a business and as you both know that is a different situation each time mm-hmm. but we try to make it engaging so that would be more towards a customer or a fan so i do more of that
3: could you give us you know maybe a few uh case studies or examples of some successes you've had this year on
4: social media? I mean, ones that you can talk about. Oh, sure. I was at the iHeart Radio Music Festival a couple of weeks ago, and I noticed that they were using the Snapchat platform. So I decided, okay, let's do a couple of test Snapchat videos. And I made them around six seconds because I know they're bite-sized and Vine is very popular. And I see what Shahab is doing I'm like okay let's do something similar to that, <laughs> and they approached me on the second day and they said, "We like what you're doing, uh, do a six second introduction and put that in there and so I did, and it received over two point three million views Wow, and that was on the snapchat platform yes that's interesting i didn 't know
3: Snapchat had analytics like that, I guess if you're a paying advertiser, maybe
4: oh well, what happened was if the brand or the venue decides to utilize your clip, they will give you the analytics live. So Hmm. only if your clip is used. If not, uh, you can see personal analytics of each snap upload. Uh, But then if it's used in a channel situation, you also get to see what your personal clip has done. That's wild. So 2 million people viewed that six-second intro. It was amazing. It was great. So there's real opportunity there for people that want to get into influencer marketing. They just have to look at what the brands are doing and then see how they can engage uh, through those channels. But you have to look at all the different channels to see what they're using.
3: See, And that's another question. You know, When you're consulting these uh, businesses and brands on social media – What do you tell them, you know, how do they keep abreast on all of these emerging tools and
4: social media platforms? I mean, how do you stay in the know? Uh, How I stay in the know is that I'm constantly on Twitter, as you know. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I see what the tools are doing and what they're coming out with. And one of the big ones recently was that Google is now searching Twitter posts. So you get live tweets Hmm. On Google searches. So I'm like, okay, great. Mm. I'm all about using keyword terms and I use those on my blog a lot. But now I can use them through tweets and then that will show up through live searches. So you want to be found on Google since they're controlling literally 75% or more of the search traffic to your site. And depending on how you have it set up, but it's usually about 75%. And if you're doing short, You know, tweets, you definitely want to use those specific terms that you want to rank for or if you're helping a company what they want to rank for because you're using your voice as an influencer marketer to help them.
0: Can you give an example of that? I mean, how how do you actually go about that? It makes perfect sense. It's just SEO applied to social media in a way. You want to be aligned with those keywords. But are there tools or shortcuts to do that?
4: Yes. Uh, A couple years ago, it's actually many years ago now, the hashtag became very popular. And so what we're using now is hashtags for events. And immediately Mm -hmm. you can tap into that see what's the top trending hashtag on Twitter. And that will also translate to the live search on Google. So if you Mm -hmm. use a specific two or three word hashtag, then that will show up in Google. And then what you want is people to click on those links that you have in your tweets. Mm -hmm. You don't want to just have text tweets. You want to include media. So Mm -hmm. a photo A short video. Now, Twitter is doing video, which is great. You can Mm -hmm. even share a video link to your Facebook page if you're a business. So doing uh, hashtag marketing is is big business for Twitter. And they make hundreds of thousands of dollars per promoted hashtag. So as Mm -hmm. a user on social media and on Twitter, you can use a hashtag to your advantage as well because you already know that people are looking for that. Specific mm-hmm. term.
3: That's great. Well, I do, I do. I do want to get back to Twitter. We do have to take a quick break, so listeners don't go anywhere. We have Chris Rashnot from Twenty Four K Media. We'll be right back.
2: Mobile presence on WebmasterRadio.fm is presented by Skywire, an award-winning global provider of enterprise-grade software applications for the hospitality industry. For more information, visit Skywire.com. Mobile Presence will be back after we connect you to our sponsors.
5: at BruceClay.com.
2: mobilizing your marketing and engagement efforts. Welcome back to Mobile Presence, only on webmasterradio.fm.
3: Welcome back to Mobile Presence. I'm Shahab Zaghari with Higher Ground Creative Agency. And I'm Peggy Ann
0: Saltz with Mobile
3: Groove. And Chris before we went to break we were talking about Twitter and how they've now added video and things of that nature I do want to ask you have you played around with blab yet which is also owned by Twitter
4: I've looked at blab um, but I haven't used it in a case study sense I've just kind of played <laughs> around with it a little bit what, what are your thoughts on blab well I have I have yet to use it I, I
3: I um I was at a networking event last week and this guy was talking to, you know up a storm about it uh, he had just kind of stumbled on it, and you know, it's it's interesting, because you can literally, and, and Peggy, do you know of Blab?
0: No, I'm hearing about it for the first okay. time.
3: So it's, it's blab.im, and it's still in beta stages, but essentially, it's kind of like a Periscope, and it's kind of like a Meerkat, uh, and it's kind of like a Google Hangout a little bit, and what you do is you create a name for your online conference, or your podcast, or whatever it is that your Blab will be, and you can have, I think, up to four people weighing in on the conversation. And it's, it's basically like a live panel. And based on the subject, you know, and you can you know, say, well, November 15th, and that's when, you know, we're going to have this talk. And based on the subject matter, people can sign on and log on. And then, you know, when it comes time to it, they, they hop into the panel. So I haven't used it yet. I was, I was quite interested to see if you've played with it. Um, so have you just kind of viewed other people's blabs?
4: Yeah, I'm getting a feel for how it's being used. Right now, it looks like it's mostly business to business Mm -hmm. or people in similar industries talking about industry topics. So for right now, it's still in what I call the bubble stage. It hasn't quite popped yet for the general public.
0: I want to get back to hashtag marketing because, I mean, it's obvious I go to a lot of events and I know that when I'm tweeting from them to use the hashtag for the event. But you know what about for companies that want to sort of more or less be high in the ranking, or individuals for that matter, who want to be high in the rankings in Google just because they're talking about a topic, not an event. Are there ways to find out more about those hashtags? Because they they change.
4: They do change. And what people should look at are Twitter chats. And those Mm -hmm. Twitter chats use a specific hashtag. And So you can get a feel for yeah. how that works and how you engage with other people during those chats, and then you're able to craft your own message and your own tweets during events, and that's how I do it. I love Twitter chats. I was on several of them last Tuesday, lasting for about two hours. It's mm-hmm. usually about a half hour to an hour per Twitter chat, and that's a great way to be seen as an expert, or an individual that can be utilized as a influencer marketer.
3: So yeah, especially if there are influencers who are a part of that Twitter chat, and then your tweets are seen right along with theirs.
4: Yes, and Twitter separates all tweets from top tweets. So the more you engage on those Twitter chats, the more your tweets will show up with the mm-hmm. other, uh, I would say, high clout individuals, even though that is just one of the metrics that we look at when looking for specific influencer marketers.
0: I mean, that's a great segue to what I wanted to get to, which is, you know, it seems to be almost a buzzword now. I've got clients who say, well, you know, we have to do influencer marketing. We have to find some influencers. Uh, It's a little bit like lemmings in a way. You know, one says it, now they all want to go that way. And it's like, well, where do you find them? Oh, look at Clout. I mean, it's, it's this interesting conversation if you're a part of it to hear it. What are your views on influencer marketing? Because you yourself are an
4: influencer. Yeah, I try to keep in the space Only because if I'm helping companies do it, they need Mm -hmm. to see that you know what you're talking about. So the best way to do that is to do it yourself. So that's why I've grown my base and my readers and videos and such, so that I can show companies, look, it does work. It does take some time. So it's not a, a quick, oh, let's do it in a week and get it done. Even though that is possible, you have to have a huge group of people and fans and whatnot behind you. So Mm -hmm. you you have to allocate some time towards uh, creating this influencer marketing case.
0: A quick follow-up here. Sorry, Shahab, but this is really important because people are asking me this. I mean, it's the whole idea of how to really make that match. Because, for example, I was at a... Uh, an app conference where a whole panel was dedicated to you know how to find the right influencer and align that influencer with my app so one one company for example has made you know, amazing traction within, with for their app by aligning themselves with YouTubers rather than celebrities. makes perfect sense, but mm-hmm. it's always finding that match. Do you have any thoughts on that on how to uh, how to do that or how to sort of verify or validate that you've got the influencer you need for what you want to do with your brand?
4: Well, the first thing you want to do is go to Google and do mm-hmm. some term searches for mm-hmm. that. So if you're an app marketer, You want to find an influencer that has marketed apps before and that has had success before because not all influencer marketers are able to help the brands that they've worked with before. Their campaign may have gone well, but maybe Mm -hmm. not well enough for that brand. So go to Google first and then go to the social channel that you want to advertise on and see which people are showing up number one or number two or number three. Not always the number one person will work with a brand, and that's okay. Maybe you can add person two and person three to that campaign and it will actually work out a lot better for that brand.
3: Mm-hmm. And you know, going back to you know, utilizing influencers is one thing, but becoming one yourself as a personal brand is another. And I do want to say that I, I do believe you have made it. You've you've certainly been an influencer for a while, not only for me personally, but for many, many, many people. For people who are trying to get into this consulting role. Do you have advice for these future consultants and people such as yourself who want to get the attention of companies for the purposes of sponsorship?
4: Yeah, the the one big thing what you want to do is to make sure that your social channels are positive. Uh, Mm -hmm. If you're constantly being negative, you're going to actually not attract the brands that you might want to work with or -hmm. work for. A lot of these uh, consultants end up actually working for the brand if it works out well enough for them. So it makes sense to have a positive attitude and to look at what you're tweeting about, what you're posting on Facebook, what kind of photos that you're posting. Maybe not every day there's a selfie. Some brands are turned off by that. So watch your selfie usage and create (laughs) compelling content that people want to see. So if you're hitting on a certain subject matter that gets you a lot of views on on Vine, for instance, Mm -hmm. keep doing that. I know you, Shahab, have definitely found that that niche and you're over a million loops right now so that's yeah. very impressive.
3: Thank you. Yeah, I think it's a little bit of the stop motion and a little bit of not, you know, dipping into that negativity because there I mean regardless of what platform you're on there's a lot of that going on with drama and I just I, I'm on there to hone my video skills, and that's what I'm doing day in and day out. So definitely appreciate it. And, and you know, to, to go off of that, you know, once you do find that and you do find the success, how can brands measure and track that success, especially when they have higher-ups uh, or a client to prove return on investment to?
4: So return on investment and goals should definitely be aligned in the strategy. But what you have to understand that social media is just one part of your overall campaign So if the social media strategy is pushing people towards signing up for a newsletter, then that's how you measure success. That's how you measure your return on investment. How many people have signed up for that newsletter, for instance? And the newsletters can be used well into the future. Uh, People love to read their email, and sometimes more so than on social media. So that's how you can basically funnel those folks that you talk with day in and day out on social media as a business to your overall base of fans. And then those fans will travel with you if you're doing a Twitter chat, if you're engaging with them on a Periscope event. You just drop that link in the newsletter and say, hey, we're going to be doing this at a certain time. Why don't you join us? Mm-hmm. So and, return and so personally, investment. do
3: you have uh, an email newsletter that you have people sign up for? Or do people mostly interact on Twitter?
4: Uh, people do interact on Twitter. And I also have a, uh, a newsletter that we're currently growing. Uh, we mm-hmm. want to make sure we get the right fans into that newsletter. So you won't be seeing me post the link to sign up on Twitter a lot, maybe once in a great while, Mm -hmm. just so that we have the right amount of people and the right kind of people signing into that newsletter.
0: So so what kind of content is that in your newsletter, Chris?
4: The kind of content where I share the week's previous events Mm
5: -hmm.
4: and will include uh, video embeds on there and short Vine videos and then any blog posts that I've come up with during that time. Although. As you know, writing takes a long time. So if we're out there creating video content, you'll see more of that in the newsletter.
3: Great. Well, we do have to take a quick break. Listeners, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
2: Mobile Presence will be back after we connect you to our sponsors. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at max speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. Mobilizing your marketing and engagement efforts. Welcome back to Mobile Presence, only on webmasterradio.fm.
3: And we're back. Welcome back to Mobile Presence. I'm Shahab Zaghari.
0: And I'm Peggy Ann Saltz with Mobile Groove.
3: And again, we have Chris Roshnott from 24K Media with us today. Again, thank you so much for coming on. I really enjoy our discussion this morning. Thank you.
0: I mean, it's really, you know, you want to pull up a pew, basically, sit down and learn something here, which is great. I love shows like that. So I'm going to ask you to tell us from your experience, you know, imagine that our listeners are listening in right now and they're saying, I've got 24 hours. To raise my profile, to improve my social media marketing, you know, it's a it's a, a tight timeline, a little bit of pressure. What should they be doing? Tell me three things they need to do in the next twenty four hours.
4: Well what they need to do is go to Google and do searches for the terms that they want to show up for.
5: So in mm-hmm. the next
4: twenty four hours, look look at your current strategy and figure out, okay, am I writing content? Am I creating video content? Am I posting photos that will lead people back with this search term? And if you're not doing that, you need to change that right away.
0: Well, I'm going to be a devil's advocate here, Chris, because, I mean, I do content marketing, sort of long-form thought leadership, white papers, books, that kind of stuff. But there was a discussion, um, I think it was also started in Mashable, that, yes, you do write for Google, but increasingly people are writing for people, too. Is that not the case?
4: Oh, of course. Yes, you're writing for people, but if you're not using your terms, you will definitely not rank for that. So you need to keep in the back of your mind, maybe 10 or 15% of your content should have those terms built in. But of course, you're writing for people, not for robots.
0: Okay, so none of that keyword plugging, spamming, jamming stuff going on here. That's right. Okay, number two then.
4: Number two, you want to take a look at your social media profiles. That's as if you are a business or an influencer marketer. Am I putting the right message out there? Is it constantly negative? Am I just spamming people? Is it constant push or broadcast? Am I retweeting people all the time? So you want to have a balance of retweets, tweets that you do, and engagement. People should be able to look at your stream, whether you're an influencer, marketer, or a brand, and they want to see a mix of tweets or a and, mix. And do, of, do you
3: find the same thing on on Vine with revines and and things of that nature?
4: Yes, I think that likes help a lot, so that you get noticed as a personal brand. So if you like a brand, do a lot of likes and positive comments, and that will definitely help out. Okay, and
3: okay. top top tip. Number three.
4: Top tip number three, you want to create compelling content. So Mm -hmm. not always just of your family or maybe the outside space, but you also want to attend events. And I think people really enjoy what's happening in your city. So if you can get out of your normal space and see something that other people are engaged in, you'll definitely get people following you to say, hey, I wonder what Shahab is doing next. Let's Mm -hmm. check out his Vine profile. And people are doing that because he has over a million loops, and that's incredible. And
3: and you know what's interesting to to kind of bring back to Periscope? That's why I kind of like Periscope a lot because – Just based on the city that you're in, based on the event that you're at, people random people will find that video and tell all of their Periscope followers, hey, you got to check this out. And so it becomes this domino effect um, where people who don't even know you are finding you even without hashtags and things of that nature.
4: Yeah, we love Periscope for live events, and especially if you're at experiences, which people are looking more for. People want to experience things. They don't want to just buy something and, okay, then that's it. They want to experience what you're seeing through first-person video, and Periscope is perfect for that.
3: Well. You know this is this has been an amazing show. Um, Hopefully, we can bring you back in a few months, 2016, and talk more about the new tools and technologies that are coming out for social. Um, But for now, if our listeners wanted to, you know, uh, contact you for any reason, uh, maybe get some consultation, maybe just kind of talk to you, you know, that kind of thing. Should they contact you on Twitter? Is there an email?
4: Yes, actually, I do have uh, several Twitter accounts, and for business inquiries. I would suggest you hit me up on at 24K Media. And if you need an influencer marketer, that would be me at 24K on Twitter as well. And you can find me through those same names on Vine and Instagram. Awesome.
3: And Peggy, how can our listeners get a hold of you?
0: Well, on Twitter, it's at Peggy Ann. And uh, for... Email Peggy at MobileGroove.com and also companion posts over at MobileGroove as well as my regular columns over at Forbes. And starting next week, the Harvard Business Review.
3: All right. Awesome. Yeah, And listeners, you can get a hold of me on Twitter at Shahab Zagari, that's Z-A-R-G-A-R-I and you can check out our portfolio at Agency. Thanks again for joining us for Mobile Presence Remember, new episodes of Mobile Presence air Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time You can check out earlier episodes of our show by going to webmasterradio.fm or you can find our shows on iTunes, Stitcher Zoom, and iHeartRadio simply by searching. Mobile presence. And finally, you can stay connected by downloading the Webmaster Radio mobile app from the iTunes App Store or Google Play. Thanks again for listening to Mobile Presence, your inside track on everything you need to reach and engage your target audience with mobile. And remember, every minute is mobile, so make every minute count. We'll see you next week.